What's, What's up, up everybody? everybody? G Bush, Adam the Bull, Mikey McNuggets joining with you guys. The two-minute warning post-game show of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. At the moment, the Browns lead 24-10 over the Commanders. Deshaun Watson with an emphatic three-touchdown performance in the second half. We're going to get G. I'm not sure where G's going for a oh, second. Boy. Just me and you for a second. Let me give you a little play-by-play here, Mikey McNuggets, because yeah, we are please. we jumped on early today. There's 2.08 to go. The Washington with a fourth and 10 at their own 36. Wentz drops back, rolls right out of the pocket, fires deep downfield. It is intercept. No, it's incomplete. Either way, it's Brown's ball. It would have been stupid, actually, to intercept it, so it's a good thing he dropped it. Uh, still not at the two-minute warning, but the Browns will take over with 2.03 to go. Washington, no timeouts, so the Browns should be able to uh, run out the clock and end the game, and they will, unless something bizarre happens, they will win 24-10. to So there you go. By the way, you know where G just went? Where is that? You just had to go. You were just, I, rumor has it you left us for a minute because you were helping to pull the chicken bone out of Ryan Day's throat from choking. <laughs> chicken bones are devastating. Humans and dogs can choke off with chicken bones, man. That's yeah. kind of bad, bro. Man, how did the Buck guys choke away that game? But that's neither oh, here nor there. We will talk about that at some point. Yeah. But talk about a tale of two halves, guys. The first half offensively set football back to the Stone Ages. We're going to talk about Kevin Stefanski's decision to take points off the board, go for it on fourth down, which – Hand up, I'll tell you right now. I love the decision. Bull, I oh, it's a no-brainer, especially when there's nothing to lose because exactly. you're already eliminated. Well, save it, save it. I'm, I'm just yeah. giving the rundown. We're yeah. going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Deshaun Watson in the first half versus Deshaun Watson in the second half. In the second 30 minutes of this game, we saw the quarterback, the Browns, and Browns fans had hoped to see for four and a half, five weeks now. He looked like the Deshaun Watson of old. Amari Cooper with some big-time catches. DPJ, David Njoku also showing up. Nick Chubb. Had himself a game. The Browns look like they're going to win without Chubb having 20 carries. So, Jay Crawford's going to have to sleep with that one tonight. Jerome Ford had more <laughs> rushing yards than Curtis Samuel. Another unanimous decision and no offense riders that everyone got wrong. Sometimes you just got to trust me when I tell you guys. When I drop a little nugget like hey, that. Hey, I got the uh, the long play. You did. You were the only one to get that. Yep. But, G-Butch, let's we'll start with you, my friend. Y'all doing victory laps on the 17th game. You know what? I, I will say you, you guys uh, you guys will take it to the end. Taking it to the end. Taking it to the streets, G. We're doing victory laps on uh, fence riders, not on the Browns. Fence riders. Some people just watch this back. What the hell is a fence rider? Yeah. (laughs) So, G. Bush, we'll start with you. Overall impressions of Deshaun Watson today, the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything between. What's up? Well, you know, I kind of, at first half, I put out a tweet. I was like, man, um, Deshaun Watson, man, every time I mention another wide receiver, we be talking about, um, now we got Donovan Peoples-Jones and Amari Cooper um, because there just wasn't being very many people open, bro. They just, I mean, he was running around doing, I mean, at one point in time, I think we thought he threw the ball to Conklin, which I think he did. Um, he was trying to extend plays, but nobody really went open. David and Joker was dropping the ball. To be honest with you, I thought they were setting themselves up for just to lose. I thought, I was like, yeah, they're going to lose this game. But, they didn't expect that their quarterback, Carson Wentz, was going to be just as bad in the first half. And, God, he carried that out through the, throughout the whole game. I don't know what they were talking about or looking at. I don't know why he's starting or playing anymore, but I'll take it. But the second half, 
I thought Deshaun Watson played his best game. Um, three touchdown passes, ball being on the money, um, you know, uh, evaded the rush, uh, you know, the intermediate passes. Um, he was hitting those. He hit went to a, a couple of them, Mark Cooper. Um, so, you know, right now I thought he played his best game. Um, he, he gave you three touchdowns. He showed you that you, he could still elude the pressure. He showed you he could be on the money. And they still had a decent game from Nick Chubb, who, who started them off early. Um, I still think they need some uh, vertical threat. I still think they need somebody to get deep and who look a lot better if they can get that. But overall, I think it was as, as, as much uh, it was his best game as a Cleveland Brown. Adam Gould? Yeah, I thought it was a, a very good game overall. It was a magnificent second half. I mean, you know, obviously they, they barely had they only had like 15 plays in the first half. Because of that crazy, it's funny because Washington had that what twenty-one play, ninety-six yard drive yeah. where Carson Wentz jumps in at the one-yard line, and that was the only. I mean, outside of that drive, the, the Browns were terrible defensively on that drive. The rest of the game, the defense played great. I mean, they got pressure on Wentz, they forced some turnovers. We all know he's terrible, but so is their other quarterback. That that's their problem. They're actually not a bad team. I, this idea that they're terrible is ridiculous. It's it's people wanting to pile on the Browns. I know they didn't play well, but Washington's got good backs. They got good receivers. They got a decent tight end. Their offensive line's okay. Their defensive line and their front seven's pretty good. Their secondary was banged up, and their and obviously their quarterback. The most important thing sucks, and that's why they're mediocre to slightly below mediocre. But the, their defense in particular has been really good. Their D line is really good, and they got. They were all over Watson in the first half, you know, so he now he didn't put up any numbers. He didn't really I'd say he just did nothing in the first half. He barely threw the ball. We had some drops. He he missed a couple of things early. And there were a couple of times where I was like, throw the ball away, throw the ball away. And he didn't. But the second half was was an A plus. I mean, he was tremendous in the second half. He made every throw. They were finally holding on to the ball in the second half. DPJ after another drop early. Um, uh, Njoku, who last week was terrible and the first half was terrible, uh, he held on to the ball. Uh, but that one big touchdown really got them going. You know, Amari Cooper makes the catch and then takes off for the touchdown. I said when we I, they'd have a 40-plus yard touchdown this week, I thought it was going to go exactly the way it did. I predicted Njoku. I was wrong. But it was Cooper who took it, and then he missed the one tackle is missed, and he gets the big play. Cooper had the three big catches, all for 30-plus yards. So it was, you know, Watson's second half, tremendous. Hopefully he can put it together for a full game next week. But uh, overall, I'd, I'd give him, you know, an A-minus for the game, you know, but but an A-plus-plus for the uh, second half. Yeah, we got two Super Chats to read real quick. Someone yeah. named Earl D. Malden says, my guys, Happy New Year to the UCSS crew. Earl, hope you're enjoying your day off here. Happy New Year to you as well. <laughs> Earl, <laughs> Earl doing a Super Chat. Happy Dana Happy Boone. New Year to Earl Dana and everybody Boone. else. Happy New Year to everyone out there, by the way. Uh, yeah. I was talking to Earl in the first half, and we were just talking about Watson. And to me, it seemed like in the first half, and granted, Washington's defensive line was in the backfield almost immediately. But to me, it seemed like he was – mentally just still half a step slow. Like he wasn't planting and firing. And it's tough to see from the TV angle whether guys are just completely covered and no one's open or he's just a little hesitant to let it fly. It's still building chemistry. In the second half, I thought he let it rip. And man, when he when he does throw the ball, there's a thing of beauty. He's hitting guys in stride. The Amari Cooper first touchdown, that 46-yard on the sideline. Granted, Kendall Fuller should have probably made the tackle or been able to push him out of bounds. But G. Bush, the way he threw that pass, Cooper was able to catch it, 
and in one step, shake to the outside. He didn't have to stop his rhythm, a stop, stutter step, break himself down. It was so fluid, and that was in such a perfect uh, such a perfect position for Cooper to make a play out of that. And that's the difference between a good quarterback and a great quarterback. The ability to deliver the ball on time in certain places so guys can make plays after the catch. And I really think Watson was spectacular in the second half. You couldn't ask for more unless you're like me who gambled on him with the new legal gambling in Ohio to throw for at least 260 and a half yards, and he did not come close to that. Mm. So uh, thank you for the free bets from FanDuel. They all yeah, lost. Hey, shout out Watson, to them. I, but I'll take them. Free- Charles T says, Happy New Year. We need a receiver bad. Uh, they're going to get some receiver in the offseason. I can assure you of that. Happy New Year to you too, Charles, out in Germany. I, yo, I, um, I, so this is just good. No, to, you know, they, they give you all this. They give you $300 to gamble. Right. So I took it and I put it on uh, Washington Commanders. Um, and uh, yeah, I think they were, it was a minus, they were minus two. Or they were minus like two. Yeah. Minus two. They lost. That's why you don't gamble. They gave everybody a free hundred so they could prove to themselves this is why you don't take your money and gamble yes. it. But, um, gamble, um, you know, if, if you gamble do responsibly. You gamble responsibly if you do want to um, sponsor the show, we can, uh, we can definitely show it. And the game is officially over, guys, now. Um, 24-10 final? Yes. Uh, I, but I thought, McNuggets, I thought you, um, I, I thought he played really well for that second half. Quarterback rating of 122.5. You look how they spread the ball around. Uh, Mari Cooper, three catches for 105, two touchdowns. Uh, Joku had one catch for 21 yards, but he dropped about two of them. Mm-hmm. Harrison Bryant had a couple catches for 19 yards. Donovan Peoples-Jones, uh, quiet day, one for 13. Uh, Nick Chubb, one for 12 on a screen pass. Kareem Hunt did catch a screen pass, a little dump off of the backfield. He lost a yard. But you look at the distribution. They they threw the ball, spread it around. Um, and even when you talk about the ready game, this is what you should be getting used to looking for. Nick Chubb, 14 carries, 104. I think Nick Chubb is going to be around 14 to 16 carries, 18 at tops coming into next year. That's what he's going to be. Uh, no touchdowns on the ground, but he still got his hundred yeah. yards because he's Nick Chubb and Deshaun Watson. He 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 ran the ball um, eight times for thirty-one yards uh, with a long of twenty-one. So these are kind of the numbers that you you would expect to see out of the Browns when they're playing well. I think the tip top, like the highest peak you're gonna see, is if Deshaun Watson gets to about that two seventy-five, two eighty. And he's efficient, 275, 280 with three touchdowns. That's where they would like him to be with Nick Chubb, you know, getting you 16, 18 carries. That's what they would like to be. Um, but I do still think uh, – I do agree they need another receiver. I I, th- I think Nick Chubb is going to carry. I mean, today was weird because they didn't have a lot of plays. In the first half, they barely had the ball because that long – it was just a weird game. There weren't a lot of plays. I think if as the Browns – now, see, here's something that, like, we haven't really talked about. I mean, you got to think about this. Not only has Deshaun Watson not played in two years, he's never played with these wide receivers until now. He's never played in this system until now. So think about it. All right, I'll use the Bengals as an example. People can roll their eyes if they want. Joe Burrow has been throwing to Tyler Boyd for three years. He's been throwing to Jamar Chase for three of the last four years, including co- well, four of the last five years, including college. He's been throwing to, to T. Higgins for the last three years. He so not only has he been playing, but he has great chemistry with those guys. Deshaun Watson, he's just starting to develop chemistry with these players. That doesn't happen overnight. No matter how talented you are, you're you're always going to be better when you have chemistry with your wide receivers because this thing 
gee, you know this as a player better than anybody, right? You, you, you like it, once your wide receivers kind of know what you're like, you, you, you'll have hidden signals where you just look at a guy and he knows what you're thinking, and that doesn't happen in in a month. That takes time. Yeah, and but so, go ahead. Well, not, not not to say you're totally wrong, and I I, I do agree because I'm totally right. That. But go ahead. But like you look at Tua and Tyreek this year. They had an offseason. They start out the season, and Tyreek's on pace for three quarters of a year to break the NFL passing record. Didn't Peyton Manning in his first year but, with the Broncos set the new record for touchdown passes in a single season? Like, yeah, but those guys hadn't sat out two years in addition to the chemistry issues, and they had played – both those guys had traditional off-seasons with their new teams. Tua was throwing the entire – now, I know Deshaun Watson was around for, for some of the offseason – but there was a lot hanging over the team. He he was he he wasn't taking a typical amount of snaps even in training camp in the preseason because they had to get Jacoby Brissett ready because they knew Watson was going to be suspended. And then he didn't play with them all at all. So I'm not saying it's a total. I, when I when I bring up these things, it's not an excuse. It's not a hundred percent excuse to say, oh, there's you know Deshaun Watson has is fine. There's no problem at all. Yeah, he's played poorly at times. But these things all fact into why he has struggled. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Agree. Um, those are, I, I mean, those are facts. I mean, um, I, I just don't want, um, I don't want Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski to get lulled into sleep and feel like they don't have to be aggressive. This They have to be probably the most aggressive they've ever been in, in free agency. Would you guys agree in terms of getting guys to fill holes? I think they got to be super. They don't have a ton of cap space, but yeah, they got to use whatever they have to I, get the best players. I ever. think the whole cap space thing is overstated. You could, oh, I just feel like you, there's always a way around the cap, whether it's cutting a guy, whether it's restructuring a guy. There's always ways to do it. I, you, yes, absolutely. Now. I don't know if the wide receiver they need is going to be available f- via free agency. That might be something they have to do either in the draft or maybe through a trade. I'm not sure. Oh, you know, we haven't gotten into full off season mode yet, so I'm not sure yeah. exactly who that is. But your who, general who's available, right? Yeah. But your general philosophy. It is imperative if if this offense is going to be dynamic, like we want to see it, and multiple. Where you can have Nick Chubb rush for 12, 1,300 yards and Deshaun Watson throw for 4,500 yards because that's what the goal should be next year. And if yeah. they're going to be that type of offense, they do need to get one. They, they're right. Listen, their wide receiving core is not bad. Amari Cooper is very good. Donovan People Jones is solid. It's not bad. Let's not make it seem it's bad, but it's not good enough for them to be dynamic as an offense. Right. They need that third guy who's really, a, you know, a, whether he's the number one, number two, whatever, a guy is you could say could take the top off that can get open, uh, you know, with his speed. Yes, and the Browns in general, honestly, they should get a new wide receiver coach or whatever because they there's way too many drops. I know, like the official drop statistic, I don't I don't know how they decide that because every week it's like they had two drops, and I'm like, there's five drops. What are you talking? I'm sure it's the same for every team. But in general, like the Browns have had this problem. Uh, Odell Beckham had his worst catch percentage in, of his career in Cleveland. So did Jarvis Landry. Uh, David Njoku has always had a problem holding on to the ball. Like this, some of that's on the players, but some of it, when guys like Landry and Odell have been better in other places, it's on the uh, it's on the coaching staff too. I don't know. Real quick, G, the the list of free agent wide receivers this year, guys that are mm-hmm. available. And there could be cuts and other things, but like the guys who are scheduled to be free agents. There's no real speed guys out there that's going to really entice you. Juju Smith-Schuster is the best receiver yeah. available as a free agent. You're better luck if you're getting a guy in the draft. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, they, they ain't going to get it done. Or unless they want to 
like unless you got somebody who's disgruntled somewhere. Yeah. I mean, De- Devontae yeah. Adams is not no, you know, he went there to play with David or Derek Carr. Yeah. I mean, and obviously he's making a boatload of money. Yeah. That, he's making a yeah, ton tough, of bread. But you know, and they'd have to restructure. But my God, if they got Devontae Adams, the problem is you'd have to give up a lot to get him. And they already gave up so much for, you know, that would be tougher. I don't know. But maybe because he's making so much money, maybe if the Raiders want to start over, I don't know. But, uh, they got to be open-minded to anything. And and listen, the one thing you could say, I, I do think uh, with Andrew Berry, whether, you know, and he's, his track record is at best a mixed bag at this point, I think it's fair to say. Uh, I think he's been aggressive. I mean, he hasn't been afraid to make a move, uh, at least dur- during the offseason. Now, we may not like some of the moves he made. We may think he should have been more aggressive in this area or that. But it's not like they've sat on their hands the last couple of yeah, years. He's done. He's done. You know, the super chat says, uh, "Hey, fellas, DeForest Buckner would be a nice addition. Uh, Lazard might be a good receiver to grab." Hey, listen, I like both of them names. I like what about G? Like the kid. What's his name? Who who had the sack for Washington? Oh, who I mentioned uh, last what's week. The name? Uh, Ron Payne. Payne. He, he had yeah. Now he they'll had probably franchise him if they can't sign him. But if he somehow become that guy is a difference maker in the middle. Beast. Yeah, <laughs> they got they got a lot of defensive linemen. They do. I mean, Chase they, Young is just a beast. They good as hell up front, bro. They're well, they good, use bro. they use what four first round picks on defensive linemen yeah. back to back to back to back. Like yeah. it, it's absurd. Uh, one super chat real quick says they should look at Robbie no. Anderson in Arizona. No, stop it. Uh, That's not the answer. You, Robbie, you Anderson. Than Robbie Anderson. Come on, we I need think. better than that. That was Doctor Latif. Doctor Latif, Be, come on, give me something better, Doctor Latif. He, he could have said Anthony Schwartz. <laughs> he would have been real Schwartz. mad. <laughs> I don't want to see that guy on the roster next year. I'm sick of looking at that guy. I, I can't um, imagine he will be. But uh, Adam Thielen? Yeah, what are you, out of your mind? Thielen doesn't fit what they need. They need he's, to speak Thielen has been running with a refrigerator on his back in Minnesota yeah. the last I, I do want to talk, talk, we talk about this defense real quick before we get back to Washington. Yeah. There are a couple dudes on this defense who I think are in the last four or five games – have become legitimate play. Like Grant Delpit's playing out of his mind right now. And I think he's making strides to where, gee, before the season, you said the Browns have found their next Ed Reed. Well, I don't think he's yeah. that. But he's a legitimate safety, and I think he's a building block on this defense. Yeah, Miles he- Garrett, once again, had a big-time play, got down Carson Wentz. And there were some other young guys. Perry Winfrey had a play or two. Uh, uh, Winovich had a sack today. A couple let's of these not, guys. Let's not get nuts. Let's not get I'm nuts I'm just saying, a couple of guys made some plays – yeah, I'm not trying to, you know, uh, stand please, up. Please refer to please refer to Winovich as RWD. Thank you. <laughs> but it is encouraging to see that the defense, which could have very easily just thrown in the towel, Joe Woods is on his way out in the offseason. They're out of the playoffs. They're eliminated. These guys came to play today, and whether or not Carson Wentz was on the opposing sideline or under center, they made some plays when it mattered most, and I, and I do think they deserve a little recognition for the effort we it- saw. You, you know, you know it's difficult because, and I, and I don't want to strip them of what they've done because I, I do think Denzel Ward has played well. Played, um, yeah. and, as you can see, look how much better do these guys play in man-to-man coverage. Look how better Newsom yeah. is close to the football. Look how Denzel Ward look, out too. Sorry, look, look how better Delpit is as a in-the-box safety, not a guy playing center feet. That's not his. So you you digress because you you want to say well we could have been doing that at the beginning of the year but people we weren't playing to our strengths and our personnel and then you don't want to diminish them because it's easy when you're playing and there's no 
there's no there's no skin in the game, right? You're not playing. We we found out when we watched these college games that you know it's all good. Everybody can make plays when the game ain't online, but it's about who can make them plays when the game is on the line and you got everything to play for. And the Browns, unfortunately, for the last couple of years, haven't had much to play for. So what you're saying is these guys out there playing fast. They look like they're playing free. They don't really care if they get beat deep or or they, they're not really thinking about it. They're just going out there to play. So, you know, that's a component of it. But I do believe that there's some guys that John Johnson has played uh, much better in, in the second half of the season. Um, Delpit, I thought uh, Denzel Ward, um, it, hard to believe this. He had three picks this year, and this is career high. It's kind of yeah. crazy. Um, and he's playing better. Yet. Yeah, guys, I, I I think Denzel Ward is the biggest one. I mean, he he looked, you know, because he's a great player, and he played like crap the whole first half of the season, and he's been a totally different player the second half of the year. It was a great play on the pick that he had. Delpit has been much better. We've been waiting for that for a while, and now he's finally come around. Uh, I'm not, you know, I, I still think I'd move on from maybe John Johnson at the end of the year and look for somebody else in that spot. Reggie Ragland has been a nice addition off the scrap heap, right? I he's, think he might, if he comes in and camp in shape, yeah. I think he might make this team. I mean, he's a linebacker that's big and makes and tackles. Uh, that's what that's you know. We, you got a bunch of like tiny linebackers that are that maybe you know. I guess more of a strength in in pass coverage as opposed to you know getting downhill and making that tackle. So there's and, some and promising plus, things. And plus, you know, somebody. I don't know what they're gonna want. I don't know what he's gonna want. But I, I talked to, um, you know, I talked to Daryl and I talked to Mary Kay, and and they're not sold on the fact that the Browns won't resign Clowney. They're not, they're not, oh, they're I would, not saying I would he's not, out here. I, I would not, my two cents on that, he's going to, you know, he's not cheap. He's not expensive, but he's not cheap. His production and his availability do not equal whatever you're paying for Jadavion Clowney at this point. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he is, he is a guy who's injury prone. Um, But here's the thing. I'm just reading AT leaves. If yeah. I thought Conklin was about to retire and they gave him sixty million, then <laughs> I, I can read. I can read his contract. Real, G, real quick, if you look at his contract, it's like a base salary of three million for two years, and then it's player off. Like it's really a two year deal that they could get out of for like twelve. So they gave him a bunch not, of signing bonus money. It, yeah, it, it's not nearly as bad a contract as when you first saw those numbers come out. But still, I, I would have put James Hudson there. Like I, I don't like the signing still, but it's not. As bad. Well, well, let, me get this, let me get the super chat in real quick. Yeah. From Ronaldo Archer, he says Brown's defensive players playing for contract bonuses, playing touch smart and accountable, tough, smart and accountable. If play all season for contract bonuses, if this is the caliber of play we're going to see from some of these guys. No, here's yeah, here's they play like they already know Joe yeah. Woods is dead. They yeah. they know they know he's cooked, and they're like, okay, well let's get back to it now. Even even Miles Garrett was like, yeah, I missed something. You know, he was right for doing that. He probably just sat down and talked to him. See, you always read between the lines, man. When players be doing a little certain things, they just like kids, bro. They, they they acting out like they're like, listen, if you don't if you if you don't not tell me, you're gonna keep me in the dark about what's going on over here, I'm gonna just be accidentally late to something to see how you feel about it. And so, you know, I look at this stuff now and, and I think they they're playing with a sense of Okay, well, at least we know where we're going next year. He ain't going to be here. So we might as well go out and play. Guys, I think the defense has overall played a lot better. 
but we got to be realistic. In five of the last six games, the Browns the have played some of the worst offensive teams in the league. You've played and they Washington, play the Steelers next week. So it's not, not, you know, Washington, Houston, Tampa Bay, Baltimore without Lamar, uh, and New Orleans. I mean, these are horrible. I, I don't say it to completely take away credit from the defense, but I don't think we want to get, you know, like I, I'm giving credit to some of the guys who have played better. I also don't want us to get carried away and say, oh, this guy's great and this guy's great and let's stick with Joe Woods. No, 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 no. you got to take into account who you've played. Yeah. And they've played better, but uh, they've played bad teams except for Cincinnati in the uh, last season. Wasn't that season. the same case that happened last year, guys? And please correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they play a bunch of – Terrible, de- terrible offenses late in the, late in the season. That's what kind of led them to have that top three defense for the second half. Uh, you know what? I can't remember exactly what the yeah, schedule was. I thought it was better. It. The defense overall was better last year, even than it's playing now. I- I'll say this, man. Um, I don't look at it compared to you know the rest of the other people. I look at it compared to where you want to go, and and if you want to go to you, you keep saying Super Bowl, and it's all kind of stuff that they need to dig up, replant, find, and fix. Like, it's just, you know, they got a lot of stuff that um that, that they have to get better with. Like you, like you said, man, if you, even if you look at the teams like the Dolphins, man, teams like the Dolphins with Jalen Waddle and, and Tyreek Hill and, and, and just look at the production. So for me, it's the production that, that sticks out. And if you want to be one of those teams, you're going to have to be legitimately one of those teams with, with your roster with your acquisitions, and you got to be that way with your production. Yeah. Yeah, I think one thing with the the defense here, too, is little progress can lead to momentum in the offseason. What are you laughing this, at, Paul? This guy, George, said it's time to get rid of Adam the Bull. He's a loudmouthed, opinionated drunk. All right. Number one, you want to get rid of me. That's not going to happen. Number two, I don't drink. Three, I am loudmouth and opinionated. Don't you want the people you listen to to be opinionated? No. You want want some vanilla nothing? I I could list all the Cleveland media people who are vanilla nothings. You could go listen to them. Uh, You know, at first I'm being accused of being, uh, we're being too excited about the Browns win today. Now we're being, now I'm being accused of uh, denigrating the defense because, They've played nobody. It's so funny. Well, if you if you have one more opinion this whole show, I'm cutting your mic off. Just That's so you right. Know. Don't you dare throw an opinion out here. Hey, thought, thoughts on this, though, guys. And it's going to come up. We're going to talk about it. Uh, yeah. Stefanski's decision to take points off the board in the first half, end up going for it, QB sneak with Watson. They get stopped. I loved it. They're, they're out of the playoffs. You literally have nothing to lose. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, and I can't wait for people on the show tomorrow. You know, well, Jay was losing his mind. I know, and I, listen, we love Jay, but I can't <laughs> wait for and G. I'm curious where you fall on this because I saw Earl tweet, uh, and Earl was not a fan of it. Oh, Earl's lost. Earl, I have no. I, listen, against- you, have, you have nothing to lose at this point. Like, by the way, I would have done that even if I had something to lose. But they, I, by the way, and, and by the way, I think Stefanski, the mistake Stefanski made was not going for it on fourth at the eight because you have, like I said, you have nothing to lose. Yeah, hey, bro. I mean, where I stand is, listen. I've been. I, I told you two, three weeks ago. It's all about stats at this point. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to figure out if you're still good or not. Like, you convince me. Like, I want to see the playbook open up. I want to see numbers. I yeah. want to see points. Like, I mean, that little, little three little field goal they ain't talking about nothing. You you out of the playoffs, bro. Like that. And also, this, how many opportunities are you gonna get? And and we're gonna read this comment here, but. 
how many uh, opportunities do you get to see Deshaun Watson in a legit fourth and goal situation that you you just can't you can simulate it in practice, but right. it's, it's not the same. Uh, we had a super chat earlier that said Jackson Smith and Jigba in the second round. That's from he's not going uh, in the second round. Christ what are you King, crazy? Christ King Callis, I think that's how it's pronounced. I don't want to click out of this comment from Ben. Uh, it's not a super chat. We're going to read it anyway. Yeah. My biggest, and this is from Ben. My yeah. biggest issue, Bull, is I do not believe you're a genuine Browns fan. I feel like you are a Browns fan because it suits your job. Your response. I, I don't know what to tell people. Everybody, have I ever lied about being a Bengals fan? Never. Like, <laughs> I, I know I know for a fact there's other people in Cleveland that aren't Browns fans that pretend to be Browns fans. I've told you from the beginning. I am a Bengals fan first. I've always been a Bengals fan first. I've been a Bengals fan since I was a kid. Why would I pretend to be a Browns fan? However, I do root for the Browns because you want to say it's because I work here, I live here, whatever the reason. I can't even explain. You know, yes, it's better for business if the Browns win. But ultimately, why would you as a fan care? A, why would you even care if I want them to win or not? In fact... I think I give the best analysis because I'm not biased because I'm not a homer for the Browns, but I do want the Browns to win except when they're playing the Bengals. I think I've made that pretty clear. If you don't believe me, that's fine. I mean, why would I want to, even if it's just for work, who cares? I want, it's better if the Browns win. And listen, I told you, I told y'all, this is the reason they have me on the show. Look, I tell you all the time. I I say openly. I be, listen. I be over there rolling my eyes when Indeedy be talking about the Steelers. I hate when she talks about the Steelers. I be over there like, no, we not about to do this no more. Yeah. And then when she's done, I'm like, I still want to be. I hope the Steelers. I told her to her face. I don't want them to win ever. I want all the bad things in the world to happen in the Steelers. I want their team to be moved to Philadelphia. And then shut down. Yeah. I want him to be moved. But she's not a Steeler fan. She's not a Steeler fan. People think she is, but she's not. She lives there. I know, but she's not a Steeler fan. (laughs) She she lived there. Well, but I live here. And by the way, and I get on Bull too. What I tell Bull, I say, yeah. listen, it's easy for you to say keep Stefanski because he keeps you winning. No, said, that's you know, be, you know, I don't want him to stay for that reason. You know that. But I'm just saying, yeah. I don't like the Bengals neither. But here's the <laughs> but here's the thing, G. You know, for Ben, ben followed up and said, uh, uh, I'm not listening to him or Aditi talk about the Browns. Well, you should be listening to me and Aditi more than anyone else because we're not just going to kiss the Browns' ass because we're not fans. Not that G kisses their ass. He's ripping them half the time, more than half the time. He calls it like he sees it. But I'm. Uh, you should be uh, – I know, like, as a Bengals fan, if I listen to – I don't listen to Cincinnati sports talk because and I love my right. man James Rapine, but I don't ever listen to Cincinnati sports talk. I'm not lis- interested in listening to a bunch of homers who are Bengals fans. If I want to hear something about the Bengals, I'll put on NFL radio or whatever and get an unbiased opinion on it. I don't want a biased opinion. But me. you know, but but I like you know what I like about Bulldog? He's 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 sneaky with it. I like subliminals, right? Yeah, he'll throw he'll th- he'll throw a Bengals score in there in a heartbeat. I'm like, this dude just do this. I know he, he, sli- he slides it. He slides him inside, real. and it's that look he be doing like, yeah. Well, uh, I was just looking at the TV before because I wanted the Chiefs to lose because if the Chiefs lost, then the Bengals would control their own destiny for the number one seed. Hey, bro, so, hey, listen, this is why this show is great. Game, last, yeah. last point, we'll get back to the game. Make your last yeah. point. How about this nice super chat from this guy? Let's read I, the I, super I'm chat. I'm trying to read. I'm trying oh. to bring us back on track here. It's a post game show. Now we're talking about Bulls fandom. Uh, this is from the guard 16. Ignore the haters, Bull, but always enjoy hearing your honest taste and passion. Thanks for everything you and the rest of the UCSS crew do. We appreciate you too, the guard 16, and I hope you appreciated 
what Deshaun Watson did in the second half yes, today. Indeed. Three touchdowns. It's his first multi-touchdown game in a Browns uniform. The first time he's thrown for two touchdowns. He also – did he run – did he throw for three or did he run for – no, he threw for three. No, he threw for three. three. Two. Uh, gee, heading into Steelers week, we have now seen one legitimate half from the old Deshaun Watson. No drops, yeah. no could have, would have, should have. That yeah. was one damn good half of football. Yeah. If you replicate that half, it's 280 yards and six touchdowns. Probably not plausible. Six but, touchdowns. But he's looking at hey. a legitimate game that wins him AFC Player of the, the Week honors. If he, is it sustainable for an entire if he week? Throw, if he throw for six touchdowns, he, he, throw for the, he throw for six touchdowns against the Steelers. I will make T-shirts that says 2023 MVP. He's the top five. He let him throw for six touchdowns against the Steelers on the way out. Uh, I, I will say he's he's going to continue to get better. Like this is what happens exponentially where you got guys that, you know, are really good at what they do. You know, the first couple of games, you look, it, it becomes night and day. See where he's he right now, the way he played today is the highest level of Jacoby Brissett. Right here. That was it. That's the highest level. Next week, he goes Super Saiyan. If you watch Dragon Ball Z, yep. he goes Super Saiyan. <laughs> now, you understand where he is. He gets Super Saiyan. His base level was dominant, but now he gets to change of hair. Now he gets to unlock one of his uh, one of his other key attributes. And now, in the first half, instead of being non, nondescript, he has a, a nice, nice game in the first half. Maybe 8 to 10. You know, maybe 120 yards. He comes back in the second half after adjustments. And then he goes, you know, he, he goes 10 or 10 20. Now we're looking at one of those situations where now he over 300 yards almost. He still got his three touchdowns. As you notice, there were no interceptions, right? And also he wasn't taking unnecessary sacks, right? So now his awareness is getting better. So if, if you were to extrapolate this over a long, I put him in, it's almost like if you was to put him in the XFL over the summer or the in a, uh, the USFL over the summer, right, and have him play in that joint, he'll come back next year and be fooled Deshaun Watson. He just need to get some stuff under his belt, some games. That's it. By the way, guys, speaking of other scores, did you see the, the Patriots beat the Dolphins? They did. Dolphins have completely, you know, for all the t- Remember early in the year, everybody was like, Mike McDaniel and T- Tua, and what a team, and a... They have completely collapsed. I know two didn't play today. They've lost five in a row. They're now eight and eight. And right now, at the moment, the Patriots have the last playoff spot and the Dolphins are out. Now, l- listen, now I would like to extrapolate of, of what would have happened if the Browns would have continued to win. <laughs> if the Browns had won last week, they would still be very much alive for the playoffs. And a lot. And a lot. Um, they would have been alive I, had the uh, the Patriots lost last week. I I think all if the Browns had won last week, I think they would be alive no matter what happens with the Jets today. I don't know if the Jets would have to lose, but the Browns, yeah, had they beaten New Orleans, they would have they would still be alive right now. And the Orleans Dolphins just have beat lost Philadelphia to today. Did they hold on in that game? Twenty ten. I just saw the final score. Giants made the playoffs for the first time in six years. They won Detroit with a big win over the Bears. Jacksonville won. Uh, Kansas City held Dr- on. Shout out to the Detroit Lions, man. Like, there's one squad that is just as beat up and trash as we are over the over the last oh 80 years. It's like it's definitely the Detroit Lions, man. They're like they yeah. like they 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 doing something, right? They were they eight and eight now? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, they blew it last week. They had had that hot streak, and then they had terrible last week against Carolina, and then they played great today. Yeah, and it looks like Tampa Bay. Carolina was up fourteen nothing on Tampa Bay. They controlled their destiny. They blew it. It's now thirty to twenty four. Uh, Tampa with uh, like twenty seconds to go. And Tampa has the ball, right? No, Carolina's got it, but they got it like inside their own ten yard line with twenty seconds or something. So, yeah. assuming tonight, well, not assuming tonight, yeah. we have Pittsburgh playing the Ravens. Yeah, in, uh, Sunday night football. At the moment, the Steelers and the Browns both have seven wins now. Correct? Yeah, no. the Browns are seven and nine. The Steelers are seven and eight. Oh, yes, right. Setting up. What could be next week a matchup, or it does set up really next week a matchup for last place in the right. AFC. Because even if the Steelers win tonight, if the Browns win next week, they technically they'll have the same record. record. Yes, but they'll finish. The Browns will finish third. So next week will be the battle for third place in the AFC North, no matter what the Steelers do tonight. Hey, and I, I think, think they throw matters. this out in the chat. In the chat, how many of y'all lost that free free money? There's yeah. a lot of free gambling money going around. Let me raise my hand and put my joint up. I, the, <laughs> oh, the whole hundred is out of here. <laughs> uh, Cleveland 2020. Bad I did today. Cle- hold on. <laughs> Cleveland 2022 says he's up 104 bucks on his free DraftKings and FanDuel bets. Hey, man. Hey, Dude, cash that. Hey, keep that. Who, I what'd you have? FanDuel. I put yeah. all 200 fake dollars on, or not fake, but all 200 free dollars on over 216 for Watson. I downloaded BetMGM, put all 200 free dollars on Deshaun Watson over 216. And then I went to Three Rivers and took the $100. Oh. So I had 500 free dollars oh. on Deshaun Watson over 216 and a half. No, that man, is how is... confident I was that wow. he was going to throw for four yards today. And you guess have what? To diversify, diversification, We're, my guy. I was, that, I was that legitimately that confident, G. And the worst part is we are sitting here talking about Deshaun Watson playing an unbelievable <laughs> second half. An un impeccably good second half, and he threw three completions for 23 yards. Yo, I know you were sick. Here's the worst part. That that last drive in the first half by the Commanders, and listen, shout out to Deshaun Watson. You balled out. Thank you for giving us something to talk about all week. It was beautiful to watch you play in the second half, but that 21-play drive in the second, G, all I kept thinking to myself was, don't give the ball back with 12 seconds left. Like, don't take a knee. Don't take a knee. Because all I needed was a little tunnel screen to Kareem Hunt for 20 yards there, and then you go into halftime feeling a lot better about yourself. And guess what? They that that drive took 12 minutes and 27 seconds and 500 free dollars out of my pocket. Ron mm. Rivera, you're a bum. Carson Wentz, you're a bum. I'm suing Daniel Snyder for all his money. You can all go screw yourself. And I apologize to the people because I said, book it, it's a lock. Yeah, you and should refund all their money too. By the way, it is was this free money? It, but I, is this guy have a super chat money. serious? What? <laughs> Is this super Bro. chat serious, or is this guy joking around? I I don't know. Wayne Ford said, "Look at the division. Browns can end up four and two if the Ravens lose." That's not how it works, Wayne. Remember, oh, Tyvis thought that in the beginning of the year. <laughs> Tyvis, <you're not, laughs> listen, Wayne, you're not alone. Tyvis thought the same thing. They but did. his overall record, your division record, only counts uh, as a tiebreaker. Yeah, it's only tiebreakers. <laughs> if you have the best record in your division, that's nice. It only counts you gotta for do something breakers. else, dog. That's like saying it's like saying I cleaned my room, but you threw everything under your bed. Yeah. Yes, the floor is clean. Can you imagine, can you imagine but, if it was only division games and you just sat your starters for every game but those six? Yeah. Right. Like the ultimate load management in football. Even though it's yeah. just true, division record matters in the uh AFC South. Today's Jacksonville game didn't essentially matter. The winner of week eighteen, Titans Jaguars, right. is a player. Right, but it's because it's a tiebreaker. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like that is what it comes down to. That game, simul- uh, right outside of everything else of this week and, and the week before. So 
I saw this. Uh, uh, M. Scott says, I'm still alive, 17 parlay. I took the Browns, Bucks, Lions, Packers, Niners, Jags, Chief, Chiefs, 100 to win 1,300. You only win 1,300 on a $100 bet on a 17 parlay? Now, now listen, now, Bull, you got to explain. Name, name those teams again, though. The Bucks, Whoa. the Browns, the Lions, the Packers, the Niners, the Jags, and the Chiefs. So explain. three of those teams were... 10-point oh, Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's probably, well, unless he bet unless he bet him on the money line. He's but if you bet the money him, line. That's definitely money line. I probably, I guess you're right. Okay. Well, so, well, somebody, we'll, we'll explain this. Somebody so what's a parlay? The parlays are all sucker bets, though. They said yes. the, the parlays yes. are sucker bets. They are. It's very rare to win a parlay. But I, I never, I was never a big sports gambler back in the day. I was, I was more, I bet. And when I was betting sports back in the day, which I didn't do a lot, but I was betting illegally with a bookie, you know, 30 years ago. But I was more of a, of a horse racing and, and, you know, cards guy than a sports better. I, I don't understand it. You rather bet, you better, you think you get better odds and better information on horses than humans. It was just that horse race, you know, I was 18, 19, horse racing was legal to bet on. I see. And, you know, like I didn't. Horse racing's fun to bet. Jim, you ever been to a track and bet horses? Man, listen, I'm never. I listen. I've been to the track, yeah. And you know what? I don't like. I got horses. there and I felt like I you know me. I'm a black dude that's uninformed. I I went there and I went there and I'm I'm expecting to see Sea Biscuit. I'm like, where's Sea Biscuit? Them? Where's Cigar? Where's all these dudes at? And they they got the nerve to be running around on these 1920 buggy carriages behind them. Oh, that's them. Trotters. Yeah. I'm like, right, what right. is this? He's like, well, you yeah, got to go to a nice one? track, man. Like, I said, bro, they race it. I'm like, how does anyone pull away from anyone? It's yeah. like having a, a marathon of, of fast walkers. Who gets out <laughs> on anybody? They're just. But they do, though. Yeah. No. You, you want to no. hear? Last thing, we'll wrap up. You yeah. want to hear my horse? I hate horses with a passion. You want to hear why? When I was, uh, I think, like 10 years old, I have a, I'll show you all a picture tomorrow. For my grandpa's 75th birthday, he wanted to go horseback riding. So I went up to, like, the outskirts of Bronx to some ranch uh, bowl. I don't know if you've ever been yeah. up that part of, like, New York. And sure. everyone gets on these horses to trail ride. And my dad's got this beautiful horse. My grandpa's got this beautiful horse. I got this polka dot horse named Vladimir that was skinny and small and just did it. Like, who names the horse Vladimir? That's so immediately thing. as we're doing that trail ride, Vladimir sniffing my dad's <laughs> horse's butt. And my dad's horse kicks. Like, oh, it's like, get off me, horse, and kicks. You ever been on a horse when it gets kicked at? Well, it's terrifying, especially when you're 12 years old. So I'm like, all right, get me away from this horse. I'm going to die. Vladimir then takes off on his own and starts drinking from the river, scratching his ass on the tree. So I'm like, help me. Like, guys, like, don't leave me behind, like, waving. So the, the trail leader goes, just kick it. Don't just kick it. He'll get back oh, in line. God. So I kick it. Vladimir takes off, sprints off, full gallop ahead of the whole, whole team. I'm holding on for dear life. The lady had to come, like, lasso the horse and bring me back to the stable. I had to sit by myself while everyone else finished the trail ride. That was in, like, 2007, 2008. Oh, man. I have not gotten on a horse since. I will never get on a horse. I hate horses. I don't bet on horses. Uh, I hate the Broncos and the Colts for that exact reason. I don't bet on SMU. And that is it. I hate horses. So, how about the Browns? Big win. We'll see you all tomorrow. Restream show tomorrow. Wait a second. Even more importantly than the Browns win is the fact – that I'm going to beat Jason Lloyd in the uh, Fantasy Football Championship. It's not set in stone yet, but it's looking good. I'm up 96, 97 to 47. I need to figure out. Do I get my he's, money he's got Josh Allen and Isaiah McKenzie, though. I need yeah, but I still, got, I still got Jamar Chase, and uh, he's still got Josh Allen, George Pickens, 
Isaiah McKenzie and the Bills D. I still got Mark Andrews and Jamar Chase. Last question for this is one last super chat. This is from Set Apart Last. Can Stefanski's playbook get it done? I still say. I still hate his playbook. I still hate his plays. Uh, by the way, uh, kids, fancy playbook. Yeah, I I thought he made nice adjustments in the second half. They run, they ran a lot more RPO in the second half. I agree. I, so, you know, uh, we'll see. Time will tell. We'll wait till yeah. next year. By the way, if G, you're, you're, not you're already subscribed to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button, hit the like button. We appreciate it. Uh, Hold on, before we go, guys. before we go, I got to give the, the third place update. G leading uh, Earl one fourteen to one hundred, but you're projected to lose. 160 to 157. So we'll see. It's still up in the air. We'll see. All right. right. Big time division game next week, guys, for all the marbles. We we do not want to be in last place. We will see y'all tomorrow, 11 a.m. We'll be right here on Restream. Happy New Year. We love you guys. G-Bull for McNuggets. Love you guys. Happy New Year, everybody.